verse of the day. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. back with another episode of jc and cole all right we'll start off with you junior how was your week my week was uh magnificent that's all i have to say that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) um (laughs) some detail how was it magnificent that's a big word legit the feds watching chill out Wow, wow, wow. Okay. That's watching. This is a Christian podcast, my God. That's what I was about to say. I said, what <laughs> podcast are we doing today? What's going on? The Fed should not be watching a Christian podcast, but okay, Junior. One of these days we're gonna have that conversation. Oh. Oh okay. Okay, well now you warned them. Okay. Yeah. Now they're gonna be watching. Okay. All right. All right. I, I see he, big, he's preparing himself. Big niche. All right. Whoa, big niche. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, my week has been pretty good. Um, it's midterm week, so that's been very overwhelming. But, you know, with God on our side, we will prevail. So what about you, Kinesia? Okay, I see you using words from the scripture, prevail. All right. Yeah, I try, I try, I try. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, this was a magnificent week. It was a very, it started off horribly. But then it went into this unexpected glory. And if it's okay with my co-host, I wanted to give a little testimony to the listeners. If that's Go ahead. Okay. Sure, man. Nothing too long. Um, but as some of you may know, I am getting my master's in social work. And a part of the program is we have to intern twice. So right now I'm in my last internship before I graduate. And Needless to say, it has not been easy. It's not where I really wanted to be. I was kind of pushed there by some people in my program. And I ended up having to drive to Thomasville, Georgia, an hour to and from, wake up early in the morning, and just do things that I really don't want to do. So in the beginning, I started off with complaining, and I just wasn't happy. But I decided to change my perspective a little bit. And I just really started praying a lot more about it. And instead of praying for God to make the internship better, I prayed for him to make me better. And I just asked him for the spirit of obedience and that I may go in with a positive attitude and that he just may reveal to me what he was trying to teach me through this internship. Because in the beginning, I really didn't know, but I started to realize that maybe God was trying to teach me to just be obedient to him and to just trust him. So I said, you you know what, God, I'm really going to try, even though they were trying me, y'all. My task supervisor, he was, he would try me. So many people was just really coming at me, but I was like, you know what, God, I'm here for a reason. So finally, yesterday, my seminar professor, she was like, you know what? I created a new placement just for you because I know that you have really been unhappy and I can see it on your face, your body language, that you're just not happy. And some of the concerns that you raised to me, I really do want you to be in a placement where you feel comfortable, where you feel, you know, like you're 
like you're reaching your purpose basically. And you guys, I was so shocked because honestly, I wasn't expecting that like at all for her to make a new placement for me. It was just crazy. But one thing I learned from this experience is that not to place God in a box because the whole time I was praying for him to really just teach me obedience and to hopefully maybe find a new placement. But I was, I wasn't sure because people kept telling me in, in my program that there was nowhere else. So with her doing that, it just showed me that God works in mysterious ways because this lady just met me this semester and she didn't really owe me anything. So when she did that, I was like, wow, like God really used her as a vessel and he is so powerful. Just the way everything aligned, even with the schedule, I can't even get into all that, but it was just crazy. And another lesson I learned is to be obedient, which kind of lends itself to this episode, obedience. But I learned that even in the times where it is a little bit dark, foggy, even when you don't know what's going to happen, to just pray for obedience and just trust in God. And I did that. And, you know, this happened. So I'm excited for my new placement. And that's all, y'all. Obedience and now fixing God into a box. No, I feel that, bro. Like, that's a beautiful story because... Y'all, when I tell y'all, Kaniki will complain all the time about this place, y'all. All the freaking time. And I told her, listen, you pray for this opportunity. Like, and you're almost at the finish line. What's up? Like, just get through it. So the fact that now you're in a better position, it's better for you. You're happier. You're excited. Like, mm-hmm. God prevails per usual. Yeah, it's a it's a touching story. So it's, you know, it's one of those small wins. Yeah. That you just got a mark in the book. So when you go through your problems in life, you just look back in that nice little notebook that said, you know what, this is a small situation. It's going to be in like 10 years from now, that situation will be so minuscule to you. Facts. But yeah. you can always go back to that and remind yourself, man, God was great. Then he's going to be great now when you face trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. He is. He really is. God is a glorious God. So I, I give him all the praise and all the glory right now. And I'm just really, really thankful for him. But we do have to move on. So today's topic, like I said, obedience has something to do with it. I've been, you know, scrolling on Instagram. We all have been on social media, even just watching TV, watching yeah. different shows. And it's this whole mentality of the hustle. And nobody's really speaking about purpose. It seems like everyone is just trying to grab at something everybody is thinking that they have to own their own business or work all these jobs or just if they see something working for someone else you have a thousand beauty bars you have a thousand just different everything and that's no shade to the beauty bars at all all I'm saying is that (laughs) (laughs) because somebody yes it is no shade all I'm saying is that a lot of times we may see something that seems lucrative and we're like, well, I can do that too. You know, mm-hmm. I can start that. I can get to the hustle. I can get to the bag. And you have all these mantras. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, make sure you get to the bag. And if you didn't start anything in COVID, then what are you doing with yourself? And it's just like, maybe God is calling you to be still 
calling you to be obedient and to be patient and to be directed, instructed, and corrected by him. But it's this culture of like, I got to hustle. I have to get it. So what are y'all thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, I feel that 100%, especially with the society we live in now, that's very, very prevalent. We're in a society where people are always watching. Like, if, it, if it's not on social media, it's not happening. If people don't see it, it's not happening. And we're watching a lot of people prevail in a lot of different circumstances. And if it's like, if you see them win, you feel like there's an opportunity you can win in the same scene. And people aren't moving on God's accord anymore. Everybody's moving on theirs. And it's not to say you can't win by yourself. I mean, by all means, do what you got to do. You got That's why, you know, like we talked about the new age stuff, people are winning off of that. But when you put yourself in the position where God chooses your path, man, like I could give like a little story about myself. Um, back in the day, I wanted to do a uh, pharmacy and um me trying to do pharmacy I I've thought of that myself I went to school by for it by myself I chose it by myself and I hated it only thing I saw was I knew that I would make money because I saw other people I was working with making money (laughs) and so it got to a point where um I was trying to apply for all these schools and I didn't get into not one and I'm like wow like what's blocking me like I did all the education what's stopping me and it, I had to redirect my whole process. And now I'm in chiropractic school, which is another doctorate program. And at the time, I didn't see the blessing of me being paused. I just thought, wow, like the path I just created for myself, it's not working. Like I wanted to make money just like everybody else and it's not working. What's the problem? So uh, I was kind of confused as to why I wasn't getting any, like, any acceptance letters. And it's just crazy at the fact that God redirected my whole, you know, career into something I actually enjoy. And at the time, I didn't see it. I wanted to do what everybody else around me was doing. I was working in a pharmacy. I was working with pharmacists. I had classmates that were going to pharmacy school. And I'm now, I can't even get in. And in that moment, I'm sitting here trying to be with the Jones regardless of if it was education or me doing a job I wasn't doing anything in my purpose I created something for myself and if God didn't redirect me I would have been in a position of sadness because I hated working at the the little retail jobs that I I remember I hated working at the hospital when I worked there it's like why in the world did I choose to do something that I genuinely hated only because of the paycheck but I think that was the dumbest thing I ever did but I didn't see any better because it's like I want to, I want to make money like I see everybody else making money. I want to be settled, have a household, you know, buy a house, do all the things everybody else doing, regardless of how it happens. Like, even if I am unhappy and I work 40 years of my life paying off student loans, at least I'm making money now. Like, at least I got the house, at least I got the bins and all that stuff. Like, I didn't care. But when I tell you, I I feel so happy genuinely happy at the fact that now I'm doing something where I could proudly say like I can proudly say I am a chiropractor and I'm literally here to help people out I'm not selling you drugs I'm not trying to sedate you I'm not trying to cover up your symptoms I'm literally in a business of trying to heal you and I I enjoy that so much because that was my biggest thing and I was picking a career that's on the total opposite spectrum of truly healing people 
So mm -hmm. needless to say, when you try to make your own path, yeah, yeah, it could happen, but are you going to be happy? Are you going to be fulfilled? Because the path God has for you is going to be so much better, so much greater than you could even imagine. Which one would you prefer? Hmm. Like, I think um, I like to always talk about our generation when it comes to like allowing God to, to take to, you know, take control of your steps. I think that uh, we 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 lose sight of what um, preparing and, and strengthening our faith really is, and that includes you know going through a, a path that was equal out to strengthening your faith. And God wants you to have perfect faith in him. How are you going to have perfect faith in him if you don't go through something? How, how are you going to have perfect faith in him if you're going through the easy way every single time? Every time you get an opportunity, you just do, take the easy way out and you never go through the actual grit and grind of what you're supposed to go through so you're ready for your next blessing, so you're ready for your next opportunity, so you're ready to talk to the next person that's going to need your help down the road. So it's, 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 it comes down to, you know, just understanding that God has your best interest in your heart. And this is also following his path. It may not seem like what you want in the beginning, or you may not even get what you want, but just know that whatever he has in store for you is better. So, for example, some people may say, oh, the path I chose is going to make me $100,000, and that's better for you in your mind. But God sees it like, Oh, you're gonna. I'm. I think you should go this way, or you're gonna go. You're gonna get rejected by like twenty jobs in a row, and then you're gonna finally get this one job that's gonna pay you sixty grand, but you're gonna have joy, happiness, peace, all the fruits of the spirit within your life here on out working this job. But we just think about whatever we can hold our materialistic part of our minds. We don't understand that God actually has a better plan, even though it's like. Dang, the, the prize for me, if I go this easy route, is 100K. But following God's plan is going to lead to distress and, you know, not not easy way out, which would lead to that 60 grand. But it's like the skills you learn, the the faith, the faith you build, the people you can, can talk to, the people you can help. Like, there's just so many other things that you gain that's not mm -hmm. what the world deems as a prize. That's and I think that, you know, that goes un, unspoken about within our own generation. The biggest thing is people don't have faith. Like people don't have faith in the process. People want things now. Like yeah. People want to be rich now, but are you going to be able to sustain the money? Like okay, mm -hmm. now just like a lot of a lot of these athletes go into go into you know the field working and stuff and a lot of them end up by the time they retire, they don't have no money left. Why? Because they were never good with money and they're put in a position where the money is just in their hand, thrown at them. They use it all. They buy houses, they buy cars, they're going to clubs, spending it, doing whatever the case is. And now look at them, only 28 retired and no funds. Like you you were a millionaire for what, a few years? You didn't, yeah. you didn't sustain it. Just like all these people that win the lottery. They've been broke all their life. Now they won the lottery and they don't know how to keep the money. Now they're broke again and they have nothing to show for it. Like. Or people get jobs that they're never qualified or understand how to work that job. All of a sudden, you you feel overworked and overwhelmed. Yeah, you're making good money, but every day you wake up unhappy because you're doing something that does not fulfill you and that's not meant for you. Yeah. But people don't care. And I think for me, it's like 
when I think of hustling versus purpose, for me, even if you are within your purpose, yes, it takes hustle because you, we all know faith without works is dead. However, there is a difference between hustling in your own understanding and hustling in God's purpose. Yeah. One is rooted in insecurity. One mm-hmm. is, 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 is rooted in Christ. Like one is rooted in certainty. And I feel like a lot of people, when you hustle in insecurity, what you're doing is you're saying that I'm afraid that if I do not do this now, I won't have this later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're hustling and you're doing things. And I love the saying that you can be busy and doing nothing at the same time. There are Back. so many people who are up, who wake up at 8 a.m., who do all these things and they're so tired and they feel like they're working so hard when in reality, you could be doing nothing in the big scheme of things. To us, to the world, to the people around you, you're doing something. And that's also about insecurity because you're doing it sort of in a place of com- comparison. Yeah. It's that's- like you see that somebody else is here and, and you want to be here. And I listened to this podcast called Blessed and Bossed Up. Shout out Tatum. But um, she always, <laughs> I love that podcast. She always says, stop comparing your chapter five to somebody chapter 30. Like you're looking at somebody else and you might see somebody who's, who's selling hair and who's in the beauty industry and they're making a million dollars a year and you're like well god i want to be making that kind of money or i need to be making that kind of money so let me start selling hair and it's like that might be that might truly be in her purpose or you don't know what it took for her to get there that person might have been selling that hair for a, a year or two and finally got popped off during the right time and it's all about patience and a lot of people don't want to be patient. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to wait for God to work his magic because like Junior was saying, you don't know who you're going to meet in that room. You don't know what God is doing. Yeah. You can, you want to be in this place now and you're upset because it's not going as fast as you want it to go. But you don't know what God is working out. God could be removing people from certain places because they're going to try to stop you. God could be putting people in certain places because that's who's going to hire you. So you never know what God is doing. But when you're hustling through your own understanding and everything is about what I want and my desires and live my best life and I'm in control, you miss out on so much because now you're making decisions from insecurity and from comparison. And you're not even talking to God about where he could possibly take you. No, that's facts. And and one thing that really stuck out to me is what you what you use as an example. Like you're on you're you're on your chapter five and you're comparing your chapter five to somebody's chapter 30. One thing I realized is a lot of people that are doing really well, they show you the good parts. They're not showing you them struggling. Yeah. They're not showing you that for okay, this person is probably selling hair for the first two years they didn't sell any, like like your example. And then all of a sudden it's like one week they sold a thousand. And then the next few months, they didn't sell any. And then the next few months, they didn't yeah. sell any. And now this week, they sold. Like, they're not showing you those parts. They're showing you all the good parts. They're showing you when they had enough to buy the car and enough to buy the house. They're showing you the new inventory shit. But they're not showing you the day-to-day. Yep. And you don't see that. Like, you're, you're now coveting something that you have no understanding of how hard they work to get there. 
Yeah. And it's so it's so sad because it's like that's part of the Ten Commandments. Do not covet. And I think that's the biggest thing that we do right now is covet. We covet other people's homes, their marriages, relationships, friendships, households. Like, when are people just going to focus on their own so that they can be good? So yeah, to reiterate on what you were talking about, Sam. Like, I, I feel like with this word, the the idea that people think that the skyscrapers just came in one day overnight they built all these these big buildings and overnight it's just like bro come to realization anything that you do i live by this everything that i do i need a solid foundation on if my foundation isn't solid then whatever i build on top is going to fall one day Mm -hmm. so in order to build a foundation it takes time it takes patience it takes understanding and it takes endurance and you need those qualities as you're building it because this this is what's going to decide if you if whatever idea whatever plan whatever anything that you have will stand the test of what it's supposed to stand when whether if it be a hurricane for some people or be whatever whatever type of disaster any type of situation that may happen the, the, the foundation has to be strong for it to stay on top you can see in like for example, like a hurricane during, a, if you go to a trailer park, the place is trash. You got some homes that are just flipped upside down, et cetera, et cetera. But if you go to a house that's built by, was built by bricks, has a strong foundation at the bottom, it doesn't even, a category three or four hurricane won't do anything to it as long as your shirts were up. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say, you know, when you go through something, when, when I think that, within our generation that's so big on the, you know, the new age stuff that we talked about last week. It's like, you, you keep telling yourself, Oh, I'm this, these words of affirmation. I've been seeing that a lot lately since I've been on, on social media is the, Oh, let me say a word of affirmation and repeat this and all that stuff. It's like, you want to repeat what are right, you want to repeat being a, mil- a millionaire. Okay. Be ready for sleepless nights because you repeating words don't make you a millionaire. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, man, I wish, I wish we could just have an understanding that, you got to go through ups and downs for you to appreciate what you got, what you're going to have at the top. And it's just like the example that you use for the, the house. That's part of the, that's in the Bible. And, you know, if you're not built on solid ground, nothing's supporting you. Like nothing. That means that all of a sudden, if you, if you give yourself these affirmations to become a millionaire, all right, now all of a sudden, you're, you're going to be in a position where you do something real shady to become a millionaire. And now you're stuck in a position where you're in jail because of it. Or, you know, you're stuck in a position where family members are being affected because you, you chose to scam them and stole money from them because you told yourself by any means you're going to become a millionaire. Like we're watching a lot of people do a lot of shysty things to their loved ones mm-hmm. over some money, over some coin. So like, it's sad at the fact that we're watching people lose their lives, lose their souls over something materialistic that will not go with you when you pass away. But, you know, people don't care. And I think the easiest way for me to put this, to sum this up, like, in my understanding is not everything is for you. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. I can do whatever I want to do. I can start a business tomorrow doing whatever it is that my heart desires. But if it's not for me, then it's not for me. And even if I want it with all my heart, 
it might not happen. Or even if it does happen, because I think earlier, I think Sam, you were saying that, you know, people that are using new age are winning. But the thing is, they're winning now. But what really is winning? Yeah, winning could be making money. Yeah, winning could be having the nicest house, having the nicest car. But if you're not really winning, if you're not really moving in your purpose because things are not aligning the, the way they should. And I don't think that I don't think of that as winning. And I feel like people are doing so many things that they're not supposed to be doing just because it's easy, just because it's it has money attached to it chasing greed chasing materialistic things and I think we've all been there where we've been chasing something and we've been doing things that we're not supposed to be doing and we don't prey on things right I agree we all been there at one point for me just quick little insert here I used to aspire to uh I wanted to be a billionaire and me becoming a billionaire, I knew that I needed to have several streams of income, some way, shape, or form, or just create a have a or create an invention that the world needs. <laughs> and uh, my uh, and the easiest thing was to do for me mentally was to get the streams of income. So uh, when I was you know trying to get these student incomes, I, I've I've gotten to a position where I would have to do some people wrong in order for me to reach to this goal. And I think people miss that part too, is that it's a, it's a, it's to reach a certain level in society it's going to infringe on your um, character. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do certain things that you normally wouldn't do. And then you're going to have to get comfortable with doing it. And for me, I can't be bought. I can't be sold. I'm not that type of person that's going to let myself be, you know, easily swayed by a dollar amount. That was a now, Yeah. And it's, it's easy to say because, you know, no one ain't throw a million dollars to tell me, oh, if you do this, like, I haven't been through that. But I know that if I do do that, I'm losing myself. And it's up. And I, at that moment in time, I have to decide whether or not me losing myself is worth more than is worth gaining this 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 quote-unquote power y'all know what i i got a story time oh lord right? story time story but it ain't time. about me though it's okay. about somebody else oh, oh. Uh, well no because i i feel like it relates to what you're talking about um basically there's this there was a big drug dealer in my hometown and um he made a lot of money i'm talking about moolah and so um this man was making so much money that he, you know, of course it wasn't clean money. He probably had to get like a business or something to clean the money or whatever, but all the excess money, he put it in the walls of his um, house. Um, like on the floors of his house, the walls of his house. Like if when the police went and broke down, like broke open that man's home, they broke into the walls and all they saw was stacks of money, like just a whole bunch of money in there. And it's crazy at the fact that this man had so much money he couldn't do anything with it. Not only was he so selfish with his money um, that he kept it to himself and couldn't do nothing with it. His mother's home was on foreclosure. So it's like, bro, you telling me your mother's home is on foreclosure and you're that you're that heartless at the fact that the money that you've been saving in the walls of your home, you didn't put it towards your mother's, 
you know, your, your, your household that you were raised in, that your mother lives in, like you've lost yourself so much that literally the person that gave you birth, they're now in a position where the home that they lived in and worked hard for, they don't, can't even have it anymore. And you're sitting on money, literally sitting on money. And I'm like, wow, like that's so sad at the fact that you become, you're probably a billionaire millionaire. You have stacks and stacks of money in your, your home, but you have no soul. Like that money is just stuck. You, you feel validated for what? Having money in your walls. You can't buy no car with it. It's not legal. You, you can't, you can't do nothing with it. You can't clean the money the way you're supposed to. This money is stacked up in your home. That's in your walls, bro. Your mother can't have no Mm -hmm. home no more. I'm pretty sure if you ain't helping out your mom, you ain't helping out your homeboys or your friends or the other people that have been with you throughout life. Like you're running from people. You, unfortunately, the person I'm talking about ended up passing away. He got killed. Now, now you put yourself in a lifestyle where it's like, I want to be a millionaire. I want money. I'm crossing, I'm crossing um, bad blood with people. And now I've lost my life over money I can't use. And I didn't even choose to do right when I was on earth to even help out my family. Yeah. And that's a part of the hustle. That's a part of it. You know, not all stories end like that. Obviously, you know, we're not being dramatic here, but a lot of stories do end like that though, where you're chasing because when you're hustling off of insecurity, your decision-making becomes impaired. And like Julian was saying, you might not make moral decisions. Like he was saying, he had to cross people. That's why if you haven't listened to this podcast since we were caught a brunt session, you know how I feel about billionaires. Like, I just don't feel like, I don't know if that's entirely somebody's purpose, become a billionaire. I cannot speak for God. I feel like if it is, and it is your duty to give and to serve with that money. But most people who do become billionaires, when you look back at their story, it's things that they had to do that they might not be proud of to get it. And I don't think it's ever worth losing yourself for. I don't think anything in this world is worth losing yourself for at all. Because it it can't come with you at the end of the day. It cannot come with you. And you're going to be living on this earth. And this this world is temporary. All of this is going to end. And that's the sad. People know that, though. That's the part that confused me. And and it goes back to the whole saying with YOLO and Mm -hmm. also... um, fear of missing out because it's like you know that you only have this one life you know that at the end of the day you can die tomorrow yeah the more popular term is uh living your best life because people like the fact that they don't have to think about what's next so like if i could live my best life now as long as people say, yeah, they lived their best life. They had everything. They had the cars, they had the clothes, they had the parties, they had the girls slash men. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had it all. So they lived their best life. That means, and then them living their life to the fullest, to them, equals them, you know, receiving the benefit of going to the real living your best life, heaven. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's hard to think about. I think a lot of people do avoid that. I think, I think it's because you just don't see it. Like, yeah. that's not your day to day. You're not thinking about, oh, I'm about to die tomorrow or what's going to happen next. It's when you get in those serious situations where it becomes life or death, that's when you care. The next morning when you wake up, you're, 
people ain't worried about if they're healthy or whatever the case is. They're worried about how am I going to get, how am I going to pay this bill if I have struggles paying this bill? How am I going to get that car? How am I going to make as much money as so-and-so on TV? How am I going to be as popular or famous as so-and-so on TV? Ain't nobody worried about what the afterlife going to be like. Like, no one cares. Yeah. People will easily, that's why I see a lot of people now are selling themselves short, getting themselves into horrible contracts, doing a lot of things that are not like them because of some money, because they don't see the future. They don't, just like you said, there's no faith. People don't have patience. Like, yeah. It's sad. And it's promoted all throughout. And I hate to go back to social media, but it's such an intricate part of our world now that yeah. a lot of, because you don't, back in the day, like you didn't see things like that. You had to turn on the radio station or you had to open up a magazine and read something to find out what was going on in people's life. But now it's like you go on your phone and you can just see people living in instant gratification, like yeah. or what you perceive as instant gratification. And so you want that. And I think we all get caught up in that one way or another, whether it's through the hustle mentality or whether it's through beauty or whether it's through whatever it is, status, whatever yeah. a person has that you might feel like you do not have. And it causes you to move off of insecurity and it's insecurity is rooted in all of these decisions. That's why you have to be secure in who God says that you are. And that's why it's so important to be patient because during that time, God is probably trying to mold you so that you can have a stronger foundation. Right. And my pastor was talking about that just this past Sunday. He um, preached a sermon on fault lines. And he was talking about how a lot of our foundations are not built strong. It's not rooted. It's not planted. And a lot of us are just moving and we're just moving and we're building these fault lines. And mm -hmm. maybe while you're waiting, while you're living in your purpose and things might not be moving that fast because I mean, I'm 26 and I'm not where I want to be, but I'm where I need to be. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I know that right now God is in the process and I've learned so much about myself during my time at FSU and I've had some hard times and some tough times and I'm still going through some hard times, but it's only making me stronger. And I know that I'm, I'm within my purpose. And even though it's not moving as fast as me, as the, as a human being would like it to, as Kanithia would like it to, I remind myself and this, and it's hard. I'm not saying that this is easy at all, but I remind myself that I am within my purpose and that if I just trust God to continue to be obedient and fast and pray and read my word and continue to seek him, God will continue to provide and he will move in power. And I have to keep on working in my purpose and not distract myself. And that's why I got off social media because I was like, you know what? I'm being distracted right now. And I got work to do for real, for real. I did. Like right now, I feel like us being well i'm not gonna call us newbie christians but we're not we're we're still babies we're still yeah, learning, we're still learning. We're, yeah we're still learning where we're not fully 100 percent in the world uh in the word where we don't get swayed by the world and we don't get swayed by our flesh so it's it's very smart at the fact that you chose to get off social media because you'll end up doing what a lot of other people are doing is coveting something that doesn't belong to you and I respect that. And I feel like sometimes I have to do the same thing when it comes down to certain um, achievements I want in life 
if I if I know there's something I want to achieve and I go on social media and I see so and so and so and so doing it, you're the same as same age as me, same academic level as me, and you're doing it and I'm not. I don't want to be in a position of comparison because hey, that might be your purpose right now. Maybe I'll get in the next five years, like, and it'll be you know a beautiful thing that I wouldn't sit here and feel like wow I should have had it then. It's the perfect timing right now. But yeah. when you're you know you're a newbie and you're still new and you're you're still part of this world to a certain extent it's hard to sway that that's why it's a blessing to have the holy spirit in you because when you have that your discernment is there you're not in a position of i have to make sure i'm on my right p's and q's i gotta make sure i'm not sinning i mean i gotta make sure i repent you're in a position where god already showed you the end goal and you're so committed because his spirit is in you you don't sway and when that happens we'll be straight. But until then, we need to be in a position where we're swaying in the right direction, where we're not choosing to covet. We're not choosing to fall short. We're not choosing to not have patience and, and not choosing not have, to not have faith. Being in a position where we remember who our God is, we remember who died on the cross for our sins, and remember what we bring to the table. Because at the end of the day, he loved us enough to put us on this earth, and we have a purpose to fulfill regardless of what that is and regardless of who around us is doing something different thank you for dancing Kenesia. you so yes y'all <laughs> over here just giving life this girl's funny <laughs> junior look like he got something to say what's up my brother <laughs> Peak. But yeah, um, <laughs> we have a lot of people that get into this the worries of what's going on in the world, and we uh we catch ourselves in situations where we're like, man, what's the next thing? How am I gonna pay this bill? How am I gonna do this? How am I gonna do that? And you know, the word of God is so powerful; He answers certain things for you, and He promises you things as well. So, um, in Matthew six verse twenty five and through twenty six. Um, God said in the scripture, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. We shall, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than a raiment? Arame, Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feed of them are ye not much better than they they and that goes back to the whole thing of having faith and this is where this is the this is the part that this is where your faith gets built on not worrying about the the worldly the 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 normal or was it i'm gonna pay this one i'm gonna pay that if you're in a situation where you're you're always you know struggling and stuff like that based off your, your own decisions then okay, I get it. Like, but if you're in a situation where you're you're staying faithful to God, you're following Him, you're you're, you know, you're reading your Bible, you're learning about Him each and every day. Just know He has a promise for you that you won't have to worry about the everyday problems. You won't have to worry about your electricity cutting coming cutting off. Like I believe Kanika told us a story about her grandmother how she never complained about money, and. There'll be times when she didn't know whether if she would have money to pay a bill or her rent or whatever. And somebody somehow she just let God let go and let God and someone just came knocking on the door with, 
hey, I got something for you. I can help you or whatever the case scenario. She ended up prevailing at the end of the day. And that's what, that's the evidence of God in, in her life showing, even showing Kanita, even though she doesn't even notice it maybe at that time, that he's faithful. So I want uh, us to understand that God has promises for us too in this, in this word. And as long as we just follow him, live by his commandments, you know, and, and, and truly love him, then he's going to truly love you. Everyone gets breath. Everyone gets life. Everyone gets the opportunity to wake up. Some people don't get the opportunity to wake up. Yeah. But not everybody gets the opportunity to be put in a situation where they don't have and God multiplies the fish or multiplies the bread, you know? So take, take heed to that. And just like the verse says, if if God protects the the little birds of the world, aren't you more precious than that? Like, aren't you better than that? Why? I, I think that we're, we we add too much trouble to our minds and our brains for no apparent reason. If you chill for one moment and just watch the birds just go from tree to tree, just fixing up their nests, finding branches, finding twigs, finding little things to create their home. You watch them chill. Like I said, I don't speak birds, so I don't know what they're saying, but they don't seem like they're oh stressed. God. So I keep saying that. <laughs> like bird is a language, okay. You hear them quacking, quick, quick, whatever they do. Sam, I'm not gonna get into this with you. <laughs> <laughs> um because listen anyways the my whole point is right if like the bible verse says if god helps them out and gives them their daily necessary needs you're more precious than birds are to god he puts you in a position where now you're if he's giving you free will to think he gave you man is on top of all the other animals like when when god made adam he gave adam the job to be on top of all the animals, give them their name, tell them what to do, all that good stuff. We are better than them. If he supports them and gives them regular day-to-day life activities and what they need, oh, for a fact, he has it. But do we have enough faith? Are we going to, just like Junior said, are we going to believe in what he has for us? And that's a big thing. And I really wanted to read this scripture because I felt like it was very beautiful It is Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. And it says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned and advanced our destiny in the good works we would do to fulfill it. And I believe that everybody has a destiny. And I remember somebody telling me, not everybody has a purpose. And I just, that, that just stunned me. Somebody told me that. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And I was just like, maybe you don't feel that way, but God gave every single one of us a purpose. It's just, I feel like it's up to us to be open to it, to hear him and to listen to him because our purpose, God will reveal it, but you have to be ready for it. And you have to be willing to hear it. And sometimes we're not ready to hear it. I wasn't ready to hear my purpose for a long time. I'm just learning what my purpose is. And I'm just discovering new things about myself. And I thought that I had it all figured out when I joined, when I joined this program, I thought I knew exactly where I was going to be and what I was going to do. But God came in and he said, 
that is not the way. And I have to trust him. And that comes with, it comes with a little bit of fear, you know, walking in your purpose, it feels good, but it can be a little bit fearful at times. And we as humans, as much as we pray that away, sometimes it is hard to not be fearful. I'm not going to say that I'm like 100% confident. I'm trying to be more confident. I'm trying to walk into it. But there are times when I'm like, man, you know, how is it going to happen? Or am I qualified? And I have to remember that God calls unqualified. But sometimes it can be hard when you are just like, God, I had a whole plan and it was worked out. And now everything completely flipped. And God is like, no, I want you to walk in your purpose. And I, to me, when you have that fear, it's about what you do with it. Because fear is going to come. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to come at times. But are you going to let it stop you? Are you going to stop worshiping God because of it? What are you going to do with that fear? And I think that's what it's about. It's about praying that you can eliminate it. But if you feel yourself in those moments when you're walking in your purpose and you're trying to ask yourself and ask God, like, what is the next step? D- direct me, instruct me, tell me what it is. Cause right now I'm afraid, but in that moment, you're doing the right thing by praying to God and by asking him to direct you and do not succumb to that fear because that's ultimately what the enemy wants. He wants to destroy your destiny. He doesn't want you to reach your potential for what God has for you. He doesn't want that. So do not succumb to fear, walk in your purpose, and don't succumb to the the hustle because it's not going to get you anywhere if, if you're not hustling with him. And that's true. And, amen, amen. And I, I, I guess I can close out with this verse that I have, Hebrews 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Put God first, y'all. That's it. Put him first. You insecure, you scared, put him first. If you're an adrenaline junkie, be uncomfortable for a little bit and just have faith in God. That will give you a lot of adrenaline because you're in a position where you, it will because you're not you're not in a position of control. You can't yeah. control the scenario. So y'all just have faith in him. Seek him first and he will, ooh, he will do whatever he needs to for you in a position where you will not, the blessings that you will receive, you could never even think that you will receive it. Point blank period. Right. And I, just real quick, the best thing about letting God, you know, control your steps is you always going to be all right. Facts. At the end of the day, you can have that, you could have that. I think one of the most under, like underprayed about subject is asking God for a peace of mind. Oh, that is true. A peace of mind is so going through situations where you just can't sleep and stuff like that. That right there is what kills people. Yeah. So it's like having a peace of mind knowing that God is in control. You could be in the fire just like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Oh, yeah. And he's just in there, in there. He didn't get you in. You went consumed by fire, but you're not burnt. So uh-huh. it's like it's amazing to know that, you know, having a guy like that, that's going to, every time he's going to come through for you, if you have your faith in him, all you need is a mustard seed. The opportunity of that, knowing that God is going to be there for us through those situations is, is a refreshing feeling. No, that's facts. 
That's facts. That is facts. I feel like we gave out some good words today, y'all. Y'all. I feel empowered. I feel like this episode was a pen and notebook kind of episode. Like, I ain't even gonna... Y'all. Like, I'm feeling it. Y'all feeling feeling it too. Comment. Leave a comment on Instagram on Apple, because I see that people can leave comments now. (laughs) (laughs) I see that people can leave comments, so just let us know how you're feeling with the episodes. Like, what are you learning? What are you getting from? Because we aim to be effective, okay? Facts, y'all. Facts, y'all. But, all right. You said what now? Instagrams. Okay. Y'all can message us or add us on our Instagram, which is JC and Cole Podcast. You also have our Twitter, which is JC and Cole. And we have our personal Instagram. Mine is by Sandy C. Mine is at Kenethia2 underscores. And mine is at GFSB underscore lifestyle. All right, y'all. So we are going to close out with a prayer, y'all. I'll do the prayer this time. Yes. Lord, thank you for this day. Help everyone has it to get better. Father God, thank you for everything you've done for us, protecting us, loving us, making sure our family is okay and everything like that. Father God, we appreciate you with everything that you do for us, keeping us alive. With this crazy year that we've had in the past and this year has been a little crazy too, Father God, we just want to keep you in our prayers and that we remember to have faith in you in any move that we make. Father God, you are with us through the bad times and the good times. Father God, let us not move on our own accord, but move on a accord that you have for us, where we choose a path where we're not coveting, we're not falling short, and we're not going to continue staying baby Christians. But we choose to have true faith in you, where we move according to whatever it is that you have for us, Father God. Continue blessing us, loving on us, giving us discernment, giving us understanding, and continue protecting us. In your name I pray, amen. 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 All right, y'all. We out of here. God willing, we'll see y'all next week. Yep. Can you dig it? Okay. You've been waiting to say that for a while.